Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Life. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we have Christy channeling the white light for you. This is an amazing episode. The white light talks about polarity versus duality. And there's a bunch of great questions from everyone about dreams, about following your highest excitement, how do you make decisions and choices, what your perspective is, that sort of thing. It's uh, really clear and enlightening. And I think you're going to just be amazed by it. Before we begin, we have two retreats coming up, the Orlando Retreat on March 14th through 19th, that's nearly sold out, and the Spring Fling Retreat at the Joshua House in North Carolina. If you'd like more information, you can just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, or you can visit the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com also. And we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of A Perception of Reality by giving away the audiobook, which is found at the website. Use the coupon code GARYFREE, and you can download that one for free. And in about four weeks, we'll have a new Foundations and Activations program going on at the same time. If you join Foundations, if you haven't done any courses before and you'd like to get started, the Foundations course is the perfect place to start, and we're offering free activations with that. So you can be in the new Activations group and Foundations at the same time and get everything that comes along with that. All right, without any further ado, let's get started. Good afternoon. We are delighted to join you on this perfect day to interact and play a bit. We would like to talk to you today about two words that many of you use often. That is polarity and duality. Polarity and duality are inherent aspects of the world that you inhabit. They represent contrasting forces and experiences that shape your existence. By understanding these concepts, you will come to recognize that the interplay between these opposing forces is not only natural, it is essential for creation, for growth and expansion. Polarity can be viewed as the existence of opposite or contrasting elements. It's through the experience of contrast that you gain clarity and develop preferences. For instance, in the absence of darkness, you would not fully appreciate the light. Similarly, without experiencing some sadness, you would not appreciate and enjoy the depth of joy. Polarity provides a rich tapestry of experiences that allow you to navigate and understand your world. It's like having a buffet of experiences. It's the yin and the yang. It's the light and the dark. It's the peanut butter and jelly of life. Think about it. Would you really appreciate the blissful warmth of a sunny day if you had never experienced the bone-chilling cold of a winter day? Who among you does not enjoy snuggling up under a cozy blanket with a warm cup of tea or cocoa when it is freezing outside? It's the contrast that makes it all so delicious. Consider a person who's always lived in a warm climate, where the sun shines bright year-round. They likely take that warmth and the sunshine for granted, but then they move to a region that has distinct seasons, and then they experience the cold winter months. Suddenly, they have a newfound appreciation for the warmth and the sunshine they once took for granted. The contrast of the cold winter highlights the polarity between warmth and coldness. This enables a deeper appreciation, enjoyment of the positive aspects of the warmth. And then you have duality. Duality is the master of decisions and choices. It's like being at a crossroads with a bunch of those signpost arrows pointing in all different directions. So imagine this, 
you are at a moment of decision, looking at something, scratching your head, trying to figure out which path to take. On one side, you have a safe and stable job, pays the bills, but leaves you feeling about as excited as a snail on a treadmill. Then on the other side, you have a very risky but thrilling proposition of a career that ignites your passion like fireworks. It's like the choice between eating plain oatmeal and chocolate cake. Delicious decisions. Duality refers to the perception of separation and the existence of contrasting perspectives. It is through contrast of duality that you gain clarity about your desires. Duality invites you to make choices and decisions, shaping your individual experience, creating your unique path. The duality in the example we mentioned lies between stability and passion. These are the different perspectives. This is the different choice. A person presented with a choice that reflects contrasting perspectives and desires. Through this duality, one has the opportunity to explore values, priorities, aspirations, any decision that aligns with their true desires. Both polarity and duality serve as catalysts for creation, expansion, growth. They offer opportunities for self-discovery, for the exploration of your desires. They are the spice of life. They bring the flavor, the excitement. Imagine a world without contrast, where everything is just, as Christie's daughter Lily says, meh. It would be like watching paint dry, listening to elevator music on repeat. We want to remind you that you have the ability to navigate these contrasting forces by consciously aligning with your inner guidance, those emotions, and allow those emotions to point you to focus on the thoughts that align with what you truly desire. Use that guidance from your inner self to direct your thoughts. You will transcend the limitations of duality and create lives that are in alignment with your true desires. We are happy to talk with you about anything you would like to discuss. Who would like to begin? Hi, White Light, I have a question. Hello, Daryl. I'm doing um, the activations right now. And while I'm doing the activations, I'm feeling vibrations during the meditation. And I'm seeing space and planets and galaxies. I'm also seeing macabas and geometric figures. And it feels like I'm just downloading information, but I don't know what information I'm downloading. It feels nice. So I'm enjoying it. But if you can speak to uh, give me any more information about what's happening there. When you reach this place of serenity, of peace, of nothingness that you are able to reach when you enjoy the activations, many things are occurring for your physical body, allowing you to release resistance, to move energy, to transmute your body from a physical substance to a more light substance for lack of a better explanation that will be understood by this group. In those moments, you are doing many things. You are communicating with those in the non-physical, those with whom you interact while you are sleeping. 
you are downloading information, you are remembering information. And we would like to add here that the basis of this universe for your purposes here to understand is geometry. Hear us. It is geometry. This that you see, this space, these shapes that you see are full of information, information that you are remembering. You are traveling. Your consciousness is moving throughout the universe, revisiting, learning, remembering. And it is interpreted in your brain, through your body, as geometry, as space, stars, light, dark. It is you rejoining you, you remembering you. It is also you assisting doing that which you intended to do. You are remembering and then interpreting what is occurring for the other of your family that is experiencing this at the same time. And you do your best to relay that interpretation in a way that they will understand. This is also part of what you are downloading, what you are receiving, what you are seeing. You are joined with all of them and experiencing what the others are experiencing as well and explaining it in the best way that you can. Does this help you, Darren? Excellent. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hello. Um, oh. Joanna, go ahead. We'll have that with. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Um, yeah, I have a question, uh, White Light. The other night I had um, a dream and, and like you mentioned dreams before and in summary something occurred in this dream where like a medicine type woman was sharing a, a potion like medicine concoction with me and there was a couple of things that were different in that dream which was she held eye contact with me she tried this potion first there was there was a few things in there that were very different to my normal dreams. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit, not necessarily about that unless you want to, but just dreams in general as a uh, as a type of school or a learning visitation space. Dreams are and can be that. It is a time for you to release resistance while you sleep for you to regain some of the natural flow of energy that moves through your energetic body. Throughout the day, you build up resistance with your thought, your limitation, your misunderstanding of who and what you are. This conflict causes you to be tired and need to sleep. Many of you will find that as you do this work and discover more and more of who you are, that you need less and less sleep. In the dreams, there are places that you visit. Your consciousness does not stay in your body. That word, he was knocked unconscious, is quite literal. When you are asleep, you leave that body and you visit others and you go to report what you have experienced in the day and you share your perspectives with others and you regenerate your physical body. You allow the resistance to dissipate and then you can awake and do it all again. In the dream state, there are things that are discussed. There are issues that you face in your daily life that you simply work through in your consciousness. And the dream occurs just in the moment before you open your eyes. 
although you feel as though the dream has been all night long. As you come in and out of waking, the dream is then processed through your brain and you remember it as a dream. Because you have a nightmare does not mean that you are vibrating at a particularly low place. It is just how your brain has interpreted what you have processed in the evening while you sleep. In the case of many of you, you have begun to recognize occasionally in your dreams that you are dreaming. You have become aware that you are dreaming. And we believe that in Joanna's case, this is what occurred. In the processing of this information, this dream stood out to her. It was clear. It was a clear message to her, it was an understanding, an explanation of who she is, a lighting of her path for her, working out of an issue that she has been waffling with. And in it, ever so slightly, she was aware that she was dreaming. You call this lucid dreaming. It is a superpower of sorts. It is the ability with your conscious mind to watch as your brain interprets what you have processed while you sleep and begin to understand it in a much clearer way and interact with both worlds. This is nothing more than fun. Remembering your dreams is not necessary. You will remember them if you need to remember them. If you are one who does not have many dreams, this is not true. This is something that you say. You are just not aware of them. And that is perfectly fine. There is no right or wrong, no better or worse, no polarity or duality in this. It should be fun if it is interesting and fun for you. And in Joanna's case, the development of lucid dreaming is right on the verge for her. And this would be something, if it is of interest, to play with. There is much to gain in this, much to learn, much connection with others, much to see, to see what is coming, to make sense of what has occurred. Do you understand this, Joanna? Uh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Emma? White Light, thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. Um, I have some unfoldings and some decisions um, sort of that are unfolding. And at the beginning of the week on Monday, I did some big processing of limiting beliefs and I could you know feel the energy shift then as the week unfolded um, for our business we had three incoming leads which is kind of very unusual for one week it's the beginning of the year so maybe it's around that but um, we then had a problem that we had been trying to solve for ages and we suddenly solved like three problems in a day and I actually felt much lighter as I was going through the week and it was very easy and a lot more fun. And so then I'm thinking, well, where does that leave me with needing to make this decision or trying to make the decision? And so my thoughts are whether as you shift your limiting beliefs around a situation, can the requirement of a situation be different if you've moved through a limiting belief? Does that question make sense? We understand your question vibrationally. The answer to that question is yes, of course. You are the creator. You are not the victim. We understand that you all are becoming aware that what is going to occur is going to occur. What matters is your perspective what 
changes experience for you is your perspective, is your vibration. It determines which possibility of an outcome you will experience. Every experience that is possible is created in the moment. The infinite possibilities exist. Your perspective, your vibration, as you move toward those possibilities, determines what you will experience. There is nothing really out there. It is just as you project. As you shift your perspective, process your limiting beliefs, and do it with a bit more lightness, as we are aware you have begun to do. And you change this vibration and you change this perspective and you lighten, lighten, lighten. What you experience changes and the possibilities for all of it begin to shift how you experience it, what is necessary, what is necessary for you. Even what you desire will shift. You will become slightly more aligned and aware of your true desires. Do you understand? We feel that you have a bit of confusion. I, I sort of do. So um, I ask a lot of questions. So thank you for being time. And I ask a lot of questions of Joshua. This and is every why time we are I, here. <laughs> every time I ask Joshua a question, he refers to my death grip on a situation. And so then I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, maybe I have created three inbound leads because I'm hanging on with my death grip, not because that's my proper path. And so that's what's kind of confu confusing me. It's like, is there a proper path? You know, if I mean, I know that everything is perfect, so I can't get it wrong. So maybe it's just a long way around of getting to what I really want that's that's what I'm confused about it you know am I manifesting badly because of a death grip or as you shift the limiting beliefs can the death grip soften anyway we will take this opportunity at Gary's absence to tease just a bit that the idea of the death grip came from us this is a concept that we have worked with Christian much. The death grip on the identity, the death grip on the outcome, the death grip on what should be, on who and what she believes she is. This is the reference. The death grip on what it should look like on what it means and getting that right. If you, Miss Emma, could simply let go and experience the joy and the satisfaction in softening a belief that has been limiting you and then watching and seeing your reality shift, and then perhaps allow the magic in it to appear. We heard in your explanation that you received these three leads and that was so unusual, but yet you did not stop there. You sought an explanation. Perhaps it is because it is the beginning of the year. That is why. But perhaps not. Perhaps things that are wonderful from your perspective are supposed to show up in your reality all the time, so much so that you do not know which way to go because it is all so delicious. 
continue this. There's so much business here. We have so much to do. We love our clients. I love these people. This is such fun. Go in this direction because this is more my passion and I enjoy this, but I do not wish to do this is so fun and it's going so well. What do I do? This is what you want. The choice between this wonderful thing or this wonderful thing. You can have it all. Releasing the death grip on some outcome, on your identity, on the way that things should be, can feel a bit like dying. It is very frightening for you. It has put Christy in a puddle in the floor of the shower several times. But when you begin to recognize that this release allows room for magic, allows room for unimaginable, you will not die. Your identity will not go away. You are those things. You are just so much more. The business that you adore, the people that you love, this that you have nurtured does not die, does not go away. It is transforming for you because you desire it to. And as you see evidence, you explain it away and you say, oh, now I cannot make a decision, but this must have happened because of something else. No, you are not a victim. You are the creator. You released enough to allow it to shift and become just a bit more of what you enjoy. More customers, more clients. How exciting. Yet, but now I don't know what to do. No, you do know what to do. You appreciate this. You say, that was easy. This is wonderful. What next? I feel like taking the day off. I feel like taking the month off. I feel like diving in and working for 24 hours today. What lights you up? What do you enjoy? And let go of what it should look like, what you should wear, what you should say, who you should speak to, how you should sound. Let go of that and just be in it. Enjoy it. Let it be unimaginable. It's there. You're just not seeing it. Thank you, White Light. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I have Hi, a question. White Light. I have a question. Karen. So I've listened to the forgiveness meditation twice. And it has stirred up a lot of feelings related to being a recovering Catholic. The words sin and forgive us our trespasses was used. This council of 12 dispensing forgiveness. If everything is perfect, what are we being forgiven for? And why do we need this council of 12? So if you could enlighten me around that, if I'm, what, what am I missing? <laughs> this particular meditation has caused turmoil for so very many. And this was the point of this. It is designed to take you on a walk through a process of exploration, of recognizing what ruffles your feathers, what you judge when you judge. This is forgiveness. Forgiveness is being open without judgment. There is nothing in this meditation that is needed. There is no forgiveness needed. Forgiveness is a vibration. It is a vibration of acceptance. Acceptance of everything, of the polarity, of the duality. 
if I am everything and nothing, then I must accept everything and nothing. These are your words. This meditation was given to you as a process to move through, to feel this, to allow some things to be outside of you, to flow through you so that you could feel it, to understand where you are hearing words and feeling anger and resentment. This for you personally has shown you that there is much you are holding on to, much judgment of this thing that was a part of your history, a part of who you are, something that you chose to experience that gave you much love as well as much to be angry and frustrated about. And this is why this meditation is for you. You can listen to it, pay attention to how you feel and what gives you pause and what gives you a bit of grit. And notice this, observe these things, and then forgive them. Let them go. Accept them as perfect and right. You see, you cannot have light without dark, positive without negative. These things are essential to creation. And this meditation of forgiveness was designed to walk all of you through this process of recognizing your judgment and learning to let it go, to accept and forgive you and all. I think I have to sit with it a little bit more. I understand some of what you're saying. I'm still a little confused by this council of 12. It's the first time anything like this has been mentioned in the in the work that we're doing. So if you could talk a little bit about that. This Council of Twelve that is spoken of in this meditation is, for purposes of this, a metaphorical story. It is something for you to see and feel and sense that is outside of you that will then allow you to take this walk through forgiveness. For some, this Council of Twelve is quite real for them and something that they speak to, focus on, join in with, just as your guides and supporters, the millions and millions that are with you on this call right now as we speak, and for many, the Council of Twelve is merely an idea. It is as if you are speaking to angels or dragons. It is something that you can grab onto. This is something we discussed with your friend Manny on protection. Is protection necessary? And of course it is not. You are sovereign. You are one. You do not need protection from anything in this universe. You are this universe. But from your perspective, in this reality that is so separate, and you feel so very alone and so small and powerless much of the time, this perceiving that there is something outside of you that is guiding, that can help, that can protect, is part of the agreement. It does exist. It is true. 
It is part of what you brought with you. And that is all that it is. Does this make sense to you? Uh, yes, that's that's very helpful. And I had to I have to smile because I realize I'm much more comfortable talking to dragons or angels or mermaids than the Council of Twelve. <laughs> that is by design. That is how you <laughs> agreed. It is what you set up. It is part of your white magic. This is what you brought with you on this journey to have fun and to play with and to discover more of who you are. This is why you are comfortable. You remember it. You know it. You also remember and know the Council of Twelve. It is just part of this journey for you to resist it in this, to ask this question, to take yourself on this journey. That is all. It is all for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have a question. Yes, Christina. Um, so I just had a reading session with Christy and uh, what came through was that I'm highly empathic and that I often take on the emotions of other people to the point where it causes discomfort in my body. And I, and so my, my next steps right now are to try to discern what is my energy and what is the energy of someone else. And I would like some more clarity around how to discern that and also, are the activations helping my body clear for me in this situation? You are all familiar with the phrase, ask and you shall receive. Many of you have studied and read a book that is ask and it is given. It is one of Christie's favorites. Now that you are consciously aware that this empathic ability is beginning to emerge as a result of the diligent work that you are doing and the activations that you are participating in. <clears throat> you can consciously now ask. Ask for discernment. It will take time for you to perhaps be able to understand when something you are feeling or sensing is yours specifically or belongs to another. But when you have a feeling of general malaise and you go into that feeling and you decide to find the thought that is generating this emotion, this communication, and there is no thought that would generate this emotion. This happens to Christy occasionally. It happens to many of you and those of you who are practiced at this. Tammy is one who is able to discern what is hers and what belongs to others quite well. And this is one of those techniques. As you ask for guidance, ask to be shown, you will move slowly. In this, you will practice, you will feel things, and then you will say, ah, oh, there it is. And it is a journey. It is something that you will continuously learn. You will be practicing and practicing and learning and practicing. And you will run into something and you will say, I thought I understood how to do this. And now I don't know at all how to do this because it will always be unique. For you, there will be your specific guidance. You must ask and then expect the answer. You keep your head up and your eyes open and you give. And in that, you will receive your answer. You have friends on this call who are quite far down this path, who understand this, who have experienced it, who would be happy to share their experience with you. It is your own personal journey of seeking. There is a reason that you were not given any more steps than you were given. You were given steps to continue to clear, to connect, to ground. You were given very specific instruction and the 
understanding of how to discern is something that will develop within you as you ask for it, as you seek it. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, White Light. This is Lori. Hello, Lori. Hi. I'm asking for your help today. And um, something unusual has happened. Um, this morning, I started getting like a blur of like sparkly light off on, on my vision. And um, it kind of followed me uh, earlier this week, kind of um, surrendering and just saying, you know, whatever happens, happens, and I accept it. So I don't know if this is connected to that or if it's connected to the activations that I'm doing or if it's just kind of a, a temporary thing. Let us first congratulate you for asking for help. We believe this was a bit of our discussion with you several months ago. Yes. This is marvelous. This is new for you. This is new activity. This is pushing past fear. This is wonderful. In the moment that you recognized this faint aura of light and the sparkling that you describe, what was the first emotion you recall? Almost curiosity, like, well, this is weird. This is odd, but it's kind of cool, too. And we would suggest you lean into the cool. <laughs> there is much happening with the activations that you are participating in. There is the physical movement of energy with great intention and there are many of you joined in this. The joining of the consciousness in this way, with this focus, supporting each other in love. And we emphasize that within this group, it is clear, powerful, unencumbered love. That is intense in this reality. You have all, those of you that are participating in this, you have signed up for this. And it is quite an experience for many of you. For many of you, it is simply the most relaxing thing you have done in years. Either way, that is wonderful. But as this occurs, things begin to move and shift physically Things that have been dormant are pushed to the surface. And little superpowers, like being able to see, physically see through the illusion to the light and the light code and the communication that is happening all around you is one of those things. In some way, this is what you are seeing. You are breaking physically the visible illusion. And you are seeing the light code. Christy is able to see the pops of light that leave Crystal's fingers only in her periphery. If she looks directly at Crystal, she can no longer see it. But in her peripheral vision, she sees the pops of light like the edges of the fiber optic furry lamps that used to be so popular. And it was frightening at first because she thought there was something wrong with her eyes until she realized it was coming from Crystal's fingers. You are experiencing a seeing through the illusion in some way. It is not to say that there isn't 
an energy that is moving, that is moving out of you, that is physically also causing a disturbance in your auric field and in that optic nerve so that you can sense and see the energy that is moving around and moving out. But if you lean into this and enjoy it a bit and allow yourself to imagine the possibilities that are on one end of the spectrum rather than the immediate imagining of the possibilities on the other end of the spectrum. They are all fine. It does not matter if it is seeing through the illusion or having a stroke. It does not matter. But for experiencing something in joy, we suggest that that is the focus. What do you enjoy? What do you want to think about it? What is fun for you to think about it and lean into it? What else can you see? What else is within it? What can you see through? Christy has okay. had an experience before on a psychedelic that allowed her to see through everything. And it has remained. Perhaps you lean in this direction and see what you can see. There are many layers to what occurs in this ascension process with your physical body. The coherence of the mind and the body with the spirit generates some what can be quite disturbing things at times. You must follow your inner guidance. The initial emotion that was curiosity and then interest and then a little bit of excitement, this is cool, Yeah, will let you know that the thoughts you are having are the perspective of your inner self. And we suggest you seek those thoughts. Always. Do you understand? Thank you. Yes, I do. Thank you. I Thank love you. you. I love you. Hello, white light. Hello, Louisa. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my question. Um, my father has very advanced Alzheimer's. I think he is due to transition sometime. I don't know how long. Um, but I, in my head, I was speaking to him in hospital yesterday. And in my head, I was trying to communicate with him to let him know um, that we will all be fine if he's ready to go. And if he needs permission, then, you know, we then we give it to him. Um, obviously, in the end, it's his, his choice. Um, and he's still learning in, you know, in this process whilst he's still in his body. He seemed to be nodding his head and looking at me at moments in what I was saying in my head. And I wonder if it's possible that he was actually understanding me on on a different level, if his soul was able to hear me somehow. The answer to that question is yes, of course. In the case of a slow transition such as this, the consciousness of the person tends to move in and out of a line between the physical and the non-physical for purposes of this conversation. The specifics of that would get a bit harrowing. Many of you were at the retreat and had the experience of one of your family members having a parent 
come in and speak to Christy as if he was transitioned, yet he was not. He was experiencing some sort of dementia and was able to transcend time, space, and speak to his son in front of all of you at this event. And it was magnificent. In the case of someone choosing something like this as a way to transition, there are many reasons for it. There can be a decision to transition and yet some resistance and fear. This is quite common. There is a desire to allow everyone to say and do whatever they need to say and do. And there are also agreements within this type of transition that your father has made with you and with others. And things that he will continue to stay until those things are achieved, until that contract is fulfilled. You will not know exactly what that is. It could be all or many of those things. In that state where you are coherent and as you sat with your father, you found a way to align your body, your mind, and your spirit in a way to consciously communicate with him without words. Your words are unnecessary. You are communicating in this way all of the time. You are just unaware of it and you do not believe it and you rely on your words and your hand signals and your facial expressions. This is part of physical reality and it's wonderful, but it isn't necessary. In the moment, you had a conversation with your father that he recognized on a level far beyond this physical veil. There is nothing out there. Your relationship with him, he is you. You are him. He is another self. You are connected. Your conscious attempt, your intention to connect with him resonated, brought the two of you together. And in his intent, his desire to express his love, to fulfill his promise to you, he nodded, smiled, and recognized everything that you were expressing vibrationally to him. He's in and out. We believe you understand that. He has shown up for you in other ways that would appear that he was transitioned, but yet he was not. Is this true? Yes, that's true. He is always with you. And when he transitions, you can communicate in this way. You will not have the facial expression, but we promise you, you will have more than that. The communication will be instant, direct, strong, powerful, clear, and you will recognize it. You are practicing now. This is part of what you are doing. Do you understand, Louise? Thank I do. Thank you so much, White Light. That really means an awful lot. Thank you. Thank you. I'll ask a question. Yes, Manny. What question would you like to ask us? You have never experienced being in the hot seat at a retreat when Joshua has been asked that question, have you? It is quite funny. We would 
ask you, what lights you up? What lights you up? That is all. Every inspiration, every step on your path is shown to you because it lights you up. When you say you don't know what to do, don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, you know what to do, do what lights you up. What is that? And many of you will say, but I can't do that, it won't pay the bills. I can't do that, everyone will think I'm weird. I can't do that, my wife would be mad at me. My kids would disown me. I'm not good at that. I would be terrible at that. And those are illusions. You believe them to be true, so they are true. You will say, I cannot prove that false because it's true. Because it's true for you. But you can practice this. It will seem arduous at first to think moment by moment, right now, what would light me up? And you can do this within the confines of your limitations of driving to work or being at work, doing things that you feel obligated to do. You can play this game within those constraints and develop this muscle of recognizing what lights you up. What lights me up? Not what is it going to do to me tomorrow? What lights me up is to eat this lollipop. Oh, but I can't. I have to get into my wedding dress in six months. I can't do that. No, what lights you up in this moment? In this moment, you will be a different person in six months. It does not matter if it excites you now, do it. This physical life is a blink. And it is supposed to be fun. Everything that limits you is self-imposed. We know that it does not seem that way. But we promise you, it is true. Just do the next thing that lights you up, that puts a smile on your face, that lightens your load just a little bit. We have thoroughly enjoyed the chance to interact and play with all of you. We honor the beings of light and love that you are. We know you and we love you. Thank you. Thank you, White Thank Light. You, oh, white thank you, light. White Light. Oh, thank, thank you. Hi. Thank you, Christy. Hey, hey. That was great. Ah, I'm all tangled up. They must have been moving their arms around or something. I'm all tangled up. <laughs> ah, was it fun? Yes. It was a great so it was yeah, Wonderful. Cool. Well, it's not fun for me because I'm I have to leave the party, but I'll hear it later. <laughs> I miss all you guys. Thanks, All right, everybody. Have <laughs> Thank a you, Christy. great weekend. Thank you, Thank you Christy. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Bye. I really love having the two perspectives of Joshua and then the white light. They're very different. Joshua is a cheerleader and a coach and a teacher. And white light is pure information coming through Christy in a completely different way than it comes through me. I am getting thoughts and translating on the fly as we go. And in the White Light's case, they're actually taking Christy over, and she goes into somewhat of a trance. Joshua, because I'm uh, translating it, sometimes mumbles and 
and skips words and goes fast. And the white light is super clear and completely the opposite. So it's fun to get those two perspectives and the two different styles. And I really, really love it. It's really validating. And since there's never any contradiction between the two of them, it just really shows you that this stuff is really coming at another level altogether. And it's so beneficial if you can follow along with it. What I'm learning is there's a process that we do that we go from our perspective as a victim and then entertain the idea that we could be the creator, that things could be working out for us. And then we have this shift over time where you transform your whole perception of reality and you get to a completely new level. And in that new level, things happen faster and there's a lot more going on and a lot more exciting and fun things. It's really the unimaginable life. Uh, by the way, we have Christy and I, another podcast called An Unimaginable Life. You can find that on Spotify. And we uh, talk about the different subjects that White Light and Joshua was talking about and talk about how we implement that into our own lives. Coming up, we have two retreats, one in Orlando, March 14th through the 19th, and one at the Joshua House in North Carolina, May 2 to 6. If you'd like more information about those, give me an email at garybodley at gmail.com or visit the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com and get yourself a copy while you're there of the audiobook of A Perception of Reality and use the coupon code GARYFREE to download it for free. Also, there's free meditations there as well. All right, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye.